0: Welcome to yet another anime podcast. Just who the hell do I think I am? I'm Ninja Boy, and I'm yet another anime podcast host. So hope everyone is doing well and that your seasonal anime are wrapping up to your satisfaction. Uh, Next episode, we'll be back with my recap of this past season. Um, I'm also putting together my list of the fall anime series that I'm looking forward to uh, catching at least the very first episode for before deciding on what I'm going to stick with. In the meantime, though, for this episode, I thought I'd take a break from anime and instead talk about its sister medium, manga. As you likely know, but in case you didn't, manga is simply the Japanese term for comic books. Uh, In the same way, here in the West, we have Marvel and DC and other comic imprints. In Japan, there are magazines that have about 20 or so series, each with about 17 to 20 page chapters that are serialized on a weekly basis. Weekly Sonen Jump, or Jump for short, is the premier magazine of publishing company Suesa, focusing on manga targeted toward young boys, often referred to as Sonen manga. Uh, if you're f- familiar at all with the so called Big Three of anime from the early 2000s Naruto, One Piece, and Bleach, this is the magazine where those original manga were adapted uh, from into these influential series. Uh, other classic series such as Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Dragon Ball, Gintama, Yu-Gi-Oh!, Hunter x Hunter, Fist of the North Star, Roni Kensen, Yu Yu Hakusho, Death Note, Shaman King, and so many more all started off in Jump as well. Of course, by no means does Jump have the monopoly on where top Sonnen manga are published, and Suesa doesn't Has a few sister magazines, even that you know prints more seinen on a monthly basis, and it's definitely by no means you know the the monopoly of manga of all demographics. You have seinen and sojo manga as well, Um, but in terms of kind of the Western public perception of you know what many fans, especially those as a casual level, think of manga, Jump is manga. And there's always some degree of hype when it comes to a big jump series getting an anime adaptation since you know, they usually have the larger budget as well as the ingrained mass market appeal in Japan to end doing well. Now, if you read the series Bakuman, which was also published in Jump, uh, it get, that series gave a little bit of behind the scenes of the life of a manga artist. And as with any publishing business, you know, Suecia is interested in series that are popular and will sell well. Uh, specifically, compiled volumes called Tankobon, uh, which compile maybe you know eight to twelve chapters uh, of a series at a given time, uh, and those are kind of the equivalent of you know total volume sold. That's what they're referring to. Uh, One Piece, for example, uh, in its you know nearly a thousand chapters has about, you know, 96 tankobon sold so far. Uh, and, you know, in any case, the way that they tell if a series is going to be popular is based on reader feedback surveys of how different series do week to week. Uh, if you look at the table of contents of Son and Jump, uh, aside from those that have color pages, which go kind of like at set locations, generally you can tell which series are the most popular uh, by those that appear closer to the front. Because, you know, if you're, you know, a busy, sal- busy, busy salary man or a, or a school student, uh, you definitely going want to read the most popular series first, and so they put it in you the front. Um, if your series ends up, you know, not doing very really well in popularity, ends up toward the back of the magazine. Uh, there's a pretty good chance it'll eventually get axed. Uh, though there is also a bit of a bias where gag manga uh, and comedy manga end up a little bit closer to the back, potentially to you know end the manga if someone who reads it through completely uh, on a bit of a lighter note. Uh, there are currently twenty series in jump right now 21 if you can include hunter hunter we'll get to that uh 20 series that are currently airing in or currently running in Shonen jump um and you know in 2020 alone 12 series have been cut from the magazine uh, some of those have been long running series like volleyball series Q from 2012 that just concluded its eight-year story and some like time paradox ghost Rider simply weren't popular enough with the japanese audience so the only about 15 chapters were g- given to it before it ended. Up getting the axe and was replaced by something new. Now, while there were certainly many series from Jump's history that I could talk about, uh, the history of the magazine goes all the way back to 1968. I think for this first episode, I'd like to take a look at the current affairs of Son and Jump in 2020. Uh, what are the series currently running, as well as any series that at, at, at any point within the last nine months of 2020 have been in the magazine and have left for one reason or another? Um, Note that while Jump does publish various one shots, you know, one chapter series uh, within the magazine, um, you know, those are just one-offs and usually usually hard to find like a complete compilation of those. I'm going to be ignoring those for this discussion. And finally, before I get started, if anything here catches your interest, there are a couple of ways to read these series online. Uh, first, if you are up to date with the series, uh, Suesa has an app called Manga Plus that updates every week with simultaneous publications in both English and Spanish official translations uh, when the series goes live in Japan. Usually, these come out every Sunday or so in the States. though if there are holiday weeks you know where, where, where they get published a little bit early, uh, you know the, the day might be a little bit off. And likewise, if there are weeks when there are no publications in the manga, Uh, in the paper magazine that's not going to be online. Manga Plus only has the first and most recent three chapters at a time for free, so six chapters total. Uh, This does somewhat vary with newer series generally having more chapters available to try to lure you in. but you know, for longer-running, established series, you know, you're only limited to the first three and the last three. Uh, if you do need to read the backlog of a series that has more than three chapters out at this point in English, there are a couple of options. Uh, Viz Media, the Western arm of Sueza, has an app similar to Manga Plus called Shonen Jump Plus. Uh, for two dollars a month or twenty-four dollars a year, you get access to the entire backlog of Jump titles, uh, with many more being added from history of not non currently running series. Sonnen Jump Plus does have you know, the th- three most recent and three first chapters as well, similar to Manga Plus. Uh, if you are not able to afford $2 a month, there are various scanlation groups, uh, which is a whole other discussion about the ethics and the importance of translations for Sonnen Jump series becoming popular here in the West. Um, they probably have the series you're curious about in question, though. Uh, for legal reasons, I'm not going to link or mention any specific ones here. Uh, With that being said, let's get into the series First, let's talk about currently running series that I am currently reading Uh, I'll do this in order of when they premiered from the newest series to the oldest So to kick things off with a bang, we have Burn the Witch uh, by famed author Tite Kubo, who created the very popular series Bleach, uh, one of the big three manga. Uh, Burn the Witch actually started off in 2018, July, as a one-shot. Uh, if you follow Bleach, you know that while Tite Kubo is great at making amazing art and stylish character designs, uh, over the 15-year run of the series from 2001 to 2016, it kind of lost the thread on the story and had a very rushed and pretty unsatisfactory ending. Uh, the whole discussion is—that's a whole discussion for another time, but. but. But suffice to say, the world of Bleach definitely resonates with a lot of his fanbase and, fortunately, Burn the Witch is actually an extension of the Bleach universe. Uh, The big difference is that instead of dealing with dead spirits and hollows in Japan, a new set of characters take on dragons in reverse London. Think magical world of Harry Potter under the surface, kind of like Diagon Alley. Anyway, the first one saw so was so popular that Jump greenlit a four-chapter miniseries for the manga which actually just wrapped up last week, uh, running from August to September this year. They also just announced a quote-unquote second season of Burn the Witch, which will wa- run at some future point in time, uh, which is a bit weird concept for manga uh, to have seasons of anime or manga, though I guess Manwa from Korea have been doing that for a while. I think this is a good move, as it allows Kubo to really focus on making each season as great as it can be without burning out on the pressures of having a weekly story. And hey, we get to see his you know gorgeous art style and fashionable character style, uh, fashion, um, in the show or in the manga uh, that said you know there is an anime film advertisement by studio Colorado, who we've covered on this podcast before due out in a couple of weeks to kick off the fall anime season on october 2nd i believe crunchyroll will be uh streaming that 60 minute movie in uh, three episodes uh 20 minutes each so you got that to look forward to as well and, you know, while the story of the anime it's, or the manga itself is a bit light, you can't deny that, you know, Kubo is definitely very much stylish. So this is the series for you if you were a fan and want more of Bleach or if you just love stylish fashion. It's definitely one of the best looking shows of it within Shonen Jump or manga in Sonnen Jump. I want to get used to that. Next, there are a couple of series that premiered in June of this year. Uh, First, we have Magu-chan, God of Destruction. This series is written by newbie author Kamiki Kei, who has a one-shot of the same concept in Jump Giga, weekly shown in Jump's monthly sister magazine, as well as various other one-shots under various pseudonyms over the past few years. Uh, The series follows a girl, Ruru Miyanagi, who discovers a talking jellyfish looking creature on the beach of her small rural Japanese seaside town. However, this jellyfish creature is actually Lord magu Meneuku, or Magu-chan as Ruru refers to him as, the ancient eldritch god of chaos and destruction who was sealed away for hundreds of years. Uh, those thousands, those centuries of imprisonment led to his powers weakening considerably, hence he has a lot more adorable form. Uh, the series basically follows the day-to-day hijinks of Magu-chan, Ruru, and their friends on the island as Magu tries to find his way to discover his powers while adjusting to everyday modern Japanese life, such as learning what NATO is, uh, to figuring out how to navigate the concept of money uh, in, a, uh, in, a, in a in a local convenience store. Uh, Probably my favorite recurring stick is Magu-chan's rival Naputakun, the god of madness uh, who similarly has had his powers weakened after being imprisoned for centuries and now resembles a walking starfish, kind of like Patrick from Spongebob. Uh, Using his powers of mind control, Naputakun raises an army to combat Magu. Uh, The only thing is that his powers are so weak that they're only able to control a horde of hermit crabs. Uh, pretty cute. Uh, this is the series, if you ever want a fluffy size of life, my little Toothlu can't be this cute kind of series. Uh, something you didn't know you needed, but now you absolutely do. Uh, also taking place by The Sea is the series hard Cop and Dolphin. Uh, this was one by j- veteran jump mangaka Ryuhei Tamura. Uh, Tamura-sensei had a popular action comedy series Beelzebub that ran from 2009 to 2014 about Tatsumi Oga, the juvenile delinquent babysitter for the Bait be- Child of the Lord of Hell, as well as a sword-lived series from 2017 called Hungry Mary, which is a pretty bizarre series involving a Taoist martial artist who somehow gender-bends into the reincarnated food-obsessed daughter Marie Antoinette, while trying to confess to his crush, that turns into a combat series somehow at an all-girl school. It's weird. Um, Anyway, uh, this one's a bit over the that was a bit over the place, but you know, overall, Tamura Sensei is known for pretty absurd humor that works for me, at least. You know, though apparently not for the you know Japanese audience. If if Hungry Marie movie got cancelled. Anyway, he's back uh, with more trade comedy set on the isolated seaside town where a former Tokyo cop uh, is a former Tokyo cop is exiled to after being too rough with dealing with criminals. Uh, you know, funcing them in the name of justice and all that. His new partner is a dolphin, uh, not any normal dolphin, a dolphin that can somehow walk and wears a police uniform and has a gun. Uh, yeah, and all always what you expecting is right there in the title, it's a hard boiled cop and dolphin. There's stuff about an Ocean cult and a young girl who's supposed to be their prophet and Ocean gangs of sea creatures that can assume human forms to come on land and wreck you know mayhem. But you know, I really gotta give this anime manga credit for being so straight faced and deadpan in frankly ridiculous situations while delivering some actually pretty decent fight scenes. Uh, if you want your war mixed with a bit of absurd, I think this is the series for you. Um, another veteran author that has returned to jump is Kentaro Yabuki, author of the popular ass- assassin series Black Cat that ran from 2000 to 2004, and artist of romance series To Love Rue, uh, which is the sequel to and also the sequel To Love Rue Darkness, uh, ran, which ran from 2006 to 2017. His new series is Ayakashi Triangle, which is based on the one shot he did back in 2019. The premise is that Matsuri, a young boy, is a young exorcist ninja in modern-day Japan. He has a friend, Suzu, who clearly has a crush on him, but he's too dense and focused on his duties as an exorcist to notice. Uh, Suzu happens to be a rare human who basically attracts spirits known as Ayakasi toward her. Tsurugane, the cat-like king of the Ayakasi, comes across Suzu and wants to consume her to get her power. However, Matsui is able to fend off Tsurugane in the first chapter and seal the Ayakasi king's power away, reducing him to pretty much a fat tappy cat. However, just before the seal is complete, Sirugani casts a gender-swapped curse on Matsuri to try and ruin his and Suzu's chance at having a relationship. So now Matsuri is like a girl, and he can't undo the curse without unsealing Sirugani's powers that he keeps on the scroll on his... Her body at all times. Uh, Matsuri uh, is resigned to his life as a girl and plans on continuing to protect Suzu by defeating Ayakasi. Uh Shirugane wants to undo the seal on his powers so he can consume Suzu, uh, and which he try- plans to do by making uh, Matsuri and Suzu fall in love with each other, so that he has to give up. You know, he has to unlock the power so that he can, you know, ungender bend ben back. And Suzu definitely wants to find a way uh, to turn Matsuri back into a boy while also finding a way to peacefully live with Ayakashi that doesn't involve killing them or getting eaten herself. Um, But, you know, maybe she may not be so invested in turning Matsuri back into a boy. Uh, There have been some slight Yuri hints thus far. Uh, this is definitely not the most safe-for-work series in Jump, as there are definitely some very suggestive scenes of Matsuri in their new Bodessa's body, and Sisu isn't that bad-looking herself. Um, but beyond the visual appeal, the relationship that develops between the two leads is pretty cute, um, and the series of combat against various Ayakasi give it more body to work with Before, but beyond a simple gender-band comedy. If you were a fan of One Half back in the day, or similar exorcist romance series like Kekaisi, uh, which ran in a rival magazine, this one might be be for you. Um, Or if you're into the religion of thideology, this is definitely also for you. Uh, so toward the start of the year, in January, we had the series Undead Unluck, written by newcomer Yoshifumi Tozuka, who has also done a few one-sots. Uh, Undead Unluck began as a one-shot um, in the is that there's a girl, Fuku, who is fed up with life. Uh, she has this curse, it seems, where whenever she touches someone with her bare skin, she ends up granting bad luck to them. Uh, the more intimate the touch, the worse the luck, potentially being uh, fatal. Uh, she ends up granting uh, see so she's about to jump off the bridge uh, of a uh, you know of, uh, over uh, railroads um, into an oncoming train after her favorite romance manga completed because she has nothing else to live for totally relatable right um, And as she's about to do so she comes across Andy, a human who, who touches her and ends up dying. however, he ends up regenerating and it turns out he's actually unable to die and has a similar curse to her. Um, he's lived for so long he's actually forgotten his original origins. Uh, he's excited about the possibility of triggering enough bad luck with Fuko that would cause him to die for good. Uh, they were then t- attacked by a mysterious organization called the Union with similarly odd powers, and they seem to be intent on exterminating the abnormal humans like themselves. Uh, long story short, they end up joining the Union, They learn the truth about the world, and you know it involves other superpowered individuals and creatures and Ragnarok. Um, I won't spoil it beyond that, but honestly, this is probably the most slept on series in Jump in my opinion. While at first it looks like it may turn into a, another Etsy fest, you know, how many lewd things and skin-touching can Andy and Fuko get away with to trigger bigger and bigger cases of bad luck to fight their opponents, and while that nev- element doesn't go away entirely, uh, it is part of their relationship building, and there is also a lot of creativity to the powers of the individuals they come across in really unique battles. Uh, the powered individuals are called negators, and they have the power to negate something. Uh, Andy and Fuko are the titular Undead and Unluck, but you also have Unchain, Unmove, unbreakable, and so on. Um, I legit cannot think of a power system that is more unique or interesting since Hunter x Hunter. Uh, the hints are foreshadowed in small details uh, that really become uh, relevant later on, and that really is some of the best world building since One Piece. It's definitely if you like creative battle series and deep world building, this is definitely a series for you. Uh, chainsaw Man, uh, which began in December 2018, is a bit of an odd one. The premise is that Denji is a down-on-his-luck guy who owes a lot of money to the Yakuza. His only solace is this weird pet thing named Pocha. Uh, long story short, he and Pocha end up getting killed by the mafia and dumped in the, trail- in the dumpster, but Pocha turns out to be a chainsaw devil, and in exchange for ha- for housing Pocha within his body, Denji will gain the power of the chainsaw devil. It gets way more crazy from there with the introduction of Makima who's part of an anti-demon agency who there's more to her than is apparent as he wants to use Denzi to her ends. Uh, frankly, I really have no idea how this series got published in Jump. It's super gory and messed up and edgy with one chapter having a full-on lesbian orgy. Um, however, there is something about it that you can't turn away from. Maybe there's you know deeper messed up plot that unravels itself as time goes on. Maybe it's the highly stylized energetic art style which the art, as messed up as it is, is super intense and, and, and you know Super unique Especially when they Come across some of The uh, more elder demons that they ha- Or devils they have to fight um, And maybe it's the fact That unlike most Sonic series Where everything You know Always turns out For the better uh, This one doesn't have that And you know The uncertainty of Which way it will end up Makes for a lot more con- Compelling storytelling When you don't know How it's going to end the author, Tatsuki Fujimoto, has a similarly messed up series called F- Jump F- Fire Punch that's ran on Jump Plus online uh, and it, kind of a bit of a prodigy. He's not even 30 yet and he's already pumping out amazing works like this that's selling really well. Uh, some works are great because they stick to the conventions and execute on them better than their competitors. Others like Chainsaw Man are great because they break all rules and throw conventions out the window with confidence and style. The next series I'm following, you know, is Dr. Stone, uh, which premiered in March 2017, written by Richiro Inagaki, who worked on ISIL 21 and with One Piece my One Punch Man artist Yusuke Murata from 2002 to 2009, and illustrated by Boichi, a South Korean manhwa artist owned, known for the series Sunken Rock. This series actually already had an anime adaptation, which ran from summer to fall 2019, and it's coming back with its next season in winter 2021 to wrap up kind of the second arc, um, you know, the Stone Wars arc. Um, I'm really looking forward to that one. The premise here is that in present day Japan, a mysterious light causes all of humanity to be petrified. Uh, Three thousand some odd years later, a sixteen-year-old science geek Senku and his musclehead best friend Taiju uh, break free of the petrification somehow. Uh, they set out to rebuild civilization using all the knowledge of modern science that Senku has stored in his brain. Uh, they face other unpetrified humans, such as T- Tsukasa, who wants to revive only the strongest adolescents to make a new world uncorrupted by the science of adults, and Senku also comes across the village of humans who are descendants of some other humans who had been petrified uh, centuries earlier who are still living with Stone Age technology. Uh, for me, the real appeal of the series is the amount of reverence and respect it has for modern science and the scientific process, and the impact it has on improving the quality of life of our characters, as well as us here in the real world it's really an educational manga if you think about it Uh, the ramp up may be a bit slow with senku and taiju only being able to create wooden huts and fire but as new technologies get and such as glass blowing or working with metals or so on uh you know the the technology similarly ramp up exponentially uh within the kingdom of science and it's a real testament to humans desire to grow and discover um you know on top of this, in the background, there is the persistent, long, series, long question that hasn't yet been answered: of what caused the initial petrification all of those, you know, millennia ago. If you love Bill Knight the Science Guy or Mythbusters growing up, this is definitely a series for you to check out. Plus, Boichi actually had a spin-off in the latter half of 2019 entirely written and drawn by Boichi about Senku's adoptive father, Byakuya, who was actually an astronaut on the International Space Station when all of Earth was petrified, and what he and the other astronauts were up to in the moments immediately after the petrification. Uh, basically, it's like the movie The Martian. Uh, we're gonna have to science the shit out of this. Uh, fun fact, I actually cosplayed as one of the characters, Chrome, from Dr. Stone at last year's Anime NYC. Um, also, that coming out in early 2017, February to be precise, we have the harem series We Never Learn by manga Ka Taisi Tutu. Chuchui. Uh, Chuchui-sensei started writing for other magazines in 2008 uh, as well as you know a short series for Suese magazines in 2013. Uh, he ended up becoming the artist for the side story of the last big harem in Jump, uh, Nisikori called Magical Patisserie Kosaki-chan, which ran from 2014 to 2016. Uh, we Never Learn is his serialized ma- uh, uh, Jump debut and follows the story of Narayuki Yuga, a high school student who's really smart because he works really hard to make up for his family's poor financial situation. He's offered a financial scholarship that will help help him get into any college that he wants uh, if he can tutor three other students. Uh, Fumino, who is a genius at literature but sucks at math and wants to become an astrologer, Uh, Rizu, who is a math genius but who wants to become a psychologist to better understand the human mind and needs to be uh, tutored in literature, and Uruka, who is a prodigy swimmer but is at risk of dropping out uh, due to her bad grades. Um, of course, harems not against ensu. Introduce new characters: Mafuyu Sensei, a prim teacher who's a slob at home, and Asumi uh, Senpai, who's a high school graduate who wants to get into university to succeed her family's medical clinic, but failed the entrance exam to the university the first time around. Now, off of that alone, you know, I'm honestly not a big fan of harem series, so I wouldn't, you know, mention the series otherwise. I'd be following it. Uh, the genre, at its most basic, usually ends up being an exercise in delayed gratification with, you know, you. You kind of know from the beginning who the Angular is, and while maybe the journey is the point of following it along, there are a lot of cases where, oh, the other characters may have a chance, but not really, but we have to do that because that's what Haram series do, and I'm not really a fan for that. you know, However, We Never Learn actually has a bit of a twist that I find makes it worth following. Uh, toward the end of the series, there is a moment at a school festival where couples who dance together at the final bonfire end up as a couple. Uh, what Chuchui Sensei did is basically have it so that each girl has their own alternate ending where they are the ones who dance with Yuga at that school bonfire. Um, that's right, it's a choose-your-own-ending harem series, which... Why no one has done this before, uh, to my knowledge, uh, is you know kind of mind-boggling because it's definitely you know the next logical evolution, I guess. Uh, so you know each girl basically has their own pankobon volume that kind of concludes their arc. Uh, so far we've gone through three and a half of the five girls: Uruka, Rizu, and Fumino. With the middle of the Asumi arc going on right now, and Mafuyu Sensei's arc is presumably going to be the last one. Though I'm hoping there might be a hidden hair like all girls ending, but we'll see. Um, you know, honestly, I did drop this series a while back cuz I thought they would be the normal shenanigans. Um, but you know, I think this really is a unique twist on the harem genre and I do appreciate them for that. So, you know, if you want to see something new, check this out. Um, there is also an anime adaptation that ran in spring and fall 2019, uh, as well as a few OVAs, which the anime basically covered up through that final um, bonfire scene without actually showing who the end girl was. So I'm not sure if they're going to have a future series that adapts all of the alternate ending routes, uh, since there is no news of a new series, but that would be pretty cool to see. Uh, the next series is Black Clover by Yuki Tabata. Uh, Tabata Sensei had entered a few one shots in the jump over the years before winning a contest with one hun- uh, the one shot called Hungry Joke in 2011. Um, after winning that contest, he turned it into a serialized series that lasted 24 chapters from 2012 to 2013 before getting axed. Um, He then had another one shot called Black Clover in Jump Next in 2014 before getting serialized in Shonen Jump uh, in February 2015. So this series is set in a world of magic with orphans Asta and Yuno dreaming of becoming the Wizard King. However, while Yuno at his coming of age ceremony is revealed to be a prodigy, Asta is revealed to have zero magical ability and he cannot control mana at all. However, he later is revealed to have the rare anti-magic ability which seems pretty demonic in the show Uh, from there they end up joining magic knight squads and grow their powers as they go on various adventures with their squads Asta with the Bunch of Misfits known as the Black Bulls, and you know, with the very elite Golden Dawn. Now, this series really leans heavily into all of the stereotypes of Battle Sonnen series. Hot young by the protagonist, cool best friend slash rival, different power sets with creative uses, power-ups and training montages, epic comebacks from behind, and critical battles because you have to believe yourself and your friends. Sir, sure, it all falls into those tropes, both good and bad, but it does so with such enthusiasm and fervor and energy that you can't help but enjoy it. It's basically pure cylinder stuff distilled into its purest form. If you want some hot-blooded accent, this is the series for you. There is also an ongoing anime series, which is actually a bit of an oddity nowadays. Uh, most other series are done in the seasonal format, uh, you know, 12, 12 to 24 episodes here or there, such as My Hero Academia, which I'm going to talk about next. Um, but, you know, this, does, this, this this methodology allows manga to get ahead and build up chapters so you don't catch up to the manga, minimizing any need for filler. Um, and this also allows series to not have to pad out episodes or have low quality productions. However, as of right now, Black Clover has gone for basically 154 straight episodes since fall of 2017, Um, and there haven't been any major breaks aside from COVID. Um, There have been a few anime original arcs, but those were actually written and overseen directly by Tabata-sensei and are considered canon in order to help space out the story. You know, also, forget everything I've said thus far. Captain Yami is totally the main protagonist, not Asta. You know, watch or read Black Clover just for him. I promise you, it'll be worth it. Now, for these last few series, you know, I limited the discussion since you know there's a good chance you probably know about these already. Um, as promised, up next is My Hero Academia, which premiered in July 2014. In case you haven't heard of it, series is by Kohei Horikoshi. His third series behind. Uh, behind Ogumaki Zoo, a series about a girl who was cursed at the zoo that ran from 2010 to 2011, um, and Baraj, a sci-fi prince and the pauper story that ran for 16 chapters in 2016. My Hero Academia is set in the world where 80% of humanity has some sort of quirk or power uh, ranging from useful to useless. As such, the world is filled with superheroes who use their powers to maintain social order. Uh, Deku is a young boy who idolizes the number one hero all might, but he cannot become a hero because he is quirkless. then in a chance meeting with All Might, he discovers that All Might's power is one for all, a, stank, a power that is passed from hero to hero, and All Might is looking for a successor and ultimately chooses it to be Deku uh, for some reason. Deku later enrolls into the UA Hero Academy to train to become the next generation of heroes. And the story kind of kicks off from there with training arcs, tournament arcs, various arcs where they face against supervillains who have their own philosophies on what it means to have power and defend the society. Um, again, power, action, character design, all top knots here with some real emotional stakes in, in specific arcs. Um, I won't say too much more, but I say you are likely aware of this so by now in general. And if you liked Naruto or Bleach before, uh, this is definitely the show, uh, so, kind of the so for you. There are currently 88 episodes of the anime split across four seasons that ran in spring 2016, spring and summer 2017, uh, and spring and summer 2018, as well as fall 2019 through f- winter 2020. Uh, the fifth season is confirmed to come out, uh, or was confirmed, at the end of the fourth season. No release date yet, but I am looking forward to this series eventually being adapted in its entirety. There are also two theatrical films and various OVAs, as well as a spin-off manga series called My Hero Academy Vigilantes being published in Jump's digital-only magazine, Jump+. Plus. And finally, you know, Aside, aside from Hunter x Hunter, which is kind of like you know the generation after Naruto and Bleach, we have two of the old guard left. Uh, Hunter x Hunter and One Piece probably could have episodes of their own. Uh, Hunter x Hunter, or stylized Hunter x Hunter, is the work of Yoshihiro Togashi, which started in March 1998, so it's been going on for over two decades at this point. Uh, Togashi was also the mangaka behind Yu Yu Hakusho, which is one of the series that basically saved Jump when it was in a really rough spot in terms of magazine subscriptions. As such, Togashi basically has no real editorial oversight when it comes to Hunter x Hunter, which is in part due to the gratitude the magazine has to him. Uh, which is great uh, for some reasons because, you know, on the world that Tagasi has built with Gon, Killua, and all the friends, and all the others are, in my opinion, some of the gold standards of world building or at the very least of power sets in manga, even if lately the series has been very text and exposition heavy in the Dark Continent arc. There are many layers and subtleties to the characters and the scenarios they find themselves in. With so many moving, easy moving pieces, it's easy to get lost without needing to reread chapters several times. Which kind of leads, you know, partly to a downside. Uh, it is very complicated to a certain degree, but more than that, you know, Togashi isn't really beholden to any normal publication standard. You know, most of these series have. Tap Chap- chapters every single week. Uh Takasi is frequently going on hiatus, uh, even in the middle of the current arc. And in fact we are currently in the longest hiatus of Hunter x Hunter with eighty four issues, almost two years since January twenty nineteen or yeah, well, nearing on two years since January 2019, without any chapters of Hunter x Hunter, hence its nickname, Hiatus Hiatus. Uh, if you are interested in Hunter x Hunter, I would recommend highly you check out the 2011 anime that ran for 148 episodes and covers everything, excluding the current incomplete arc. Definitely go check that out. Uh, Ichiro Oda's One Piece is, of course, pretty much synonymous with Weekly Shonen Jump, and in, while I said and Jump doesn't have a monopoly on manga uh, at all, uh, it, is, it would not be inaccurate to say that One Piece to a degree is the manga industry in Japan. It's been running continuously since July 1997 and is nearing in on 1,000 chapters in the next few months, uh, with the Guinness World Record of most copies published of the same comic book series by a single author. Uh, it is the single best-selling manga of all time with 470 million copies sold and is just outside the top 20 most valuable manga media franchises in the world. Uh, For context, Batman is at 484 million copies sold thus far, and so it's very likely in the next few years One Piece will outpace Batman and be behind only Superman for most sold comics ever. On top of the comic sales, that's a 941 episodes of its continuously running anime that's been running since 1999. Um, this does lead to slow and slow paced episodes that are very close to where the manga is, without you know, they don't want to go past it. So you know that's one of the perils of long running manga or anime of manga. Um, and there are also 14 One Piece movies and various OVAs and of course video games. However, any description of One Piece, I honestly wouldn't do it justice. It's an institution, and it revivals Hunter x Hunter for the sign of of world building and power abilities. Characters from hundreds of chapters before foreshadow things that come up in the current arc. Oda is able to create incredibly hype and incredibly emotional moments in classic sewn in combat, uh, there's a reason alongside Naruto and Bleach, it was considered one of the big three anime here in the West. Even if it's long outlived both of its competitors in terms of influence, um, I highly encourage you to dive into the pirate world of Luffy, the Monkey, and the Straw Hats, and brace yourself for one hell of a ride. You're not getting off for a while. Um, you know, once you're in, you're done until till all the finishes, and who knows when that's going to be. Alright, so those are 12 of the 21 currently running series in Jump um, that I happen to be following. There are 10 others in publication that for one reason or another I haven't really committed to following again, but I'll touch on them briefly now. Um, our Blood Oath and Phantom Seer actually both premiered within the past month in September, and so are the latest in the glut of exorcism manga out there that are only a couple of tattoos in. Um, I can't give too much guidance here though, for me they seem kind of generic and not something I'm particularly interested in, so uh, we'll see if they pan out in Anything worth following? Uh, High School Family, which premiered this month, is a comedy manga about a high school boy who discovers his genius younger sister, his salaryman father, his housewife mother, and his cat. All are attending his high school with him for reasons. Uh, it's supposed to be a comedy series, and like most things comedy, everyone has different tastes. This just doesn't have to be mine. Uh, similarly, me and Roboco, which started this year, is another comedy manga um, that doesn't—that's not my cup of tea. Basically, it follows a boy in a world of cute robot maids, um, but he ends up getting a clumsy defective uh, robot maid called Roboco. Uh, Mori King, which started in April this year, is Similar to the absurd comedy manga of Hardboiled cop and dolphin, um, basically an elementary school boy raises a beetle, which is a common summer activity uh, in Japan, um, but it eventually evolves, as beetles do, into a hot teenage boy who claims to be the king of the insects. Uh, not something most beetles do. Um, now, as I meant, you know, I don't mind absurd humor, but I find it by itself a bit lacking. You know, hard-boiled cop and dolphin and Beelzebub to some degree they both have other genres, either the juvenile delinquent or the cops uh, genre, um, would, would, and they have other elements beyond just the absurdity, such as great action sequences. So I find Mori King a little bit lacking in comparison. Uh, the other four series I actually haven't read at all myself. Uh, these are fantasy gag series Masley, Magic and Muscles, which premiered in January this year. Action spy romance, Mission Yozakura. Family, which premiered in August 2019, sci-fi survival comedy A Gravity Boys, February 2019, and the supernatural battle series Jujutsu Kaisen, uh, which started in March 2018. Uh, That said, actually, on that last one, Jujutsu Kaisen, it actually is an anime adaptation that is highly anticipated coming in the upcoming fall 2020 season uh, by Studio Mappa, who is currently making God of High School and actually has the same director as uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, They're also making the final season of attack on titan so definitely looking forward to seeing how jujutsu kaisen turns out uh, when i was at anime nyc last year and attended the viz media panel they said that jujutsu kaisen is definitely going to be the next big thing for jump now in 2020 obviously these are the 21 series currently running but as i mentioned at the top of the show there are 12 series that have ended in and jump that premiered at that were running in the magazine at some point this year Uh, Mitama Security, Spirit Busters, Tokyo Spirit, Sinobi Squad, Beast Children, Guardian of the Witch, and Bone Collector are all series that went, that came and went, I actually didn't have a chance to read any of them, um, so can't really comment much on them. Uh, Zipman ran for 17 chapters and was by Yusaka Shibata, the former assistant actually of both Oda and of One Piece and Horikoshi of My Hero Academia, um, you know, he also had done a great miniseries called Sahara, the Flower Samurai that ran in 2016. Uh, it's a sci-fi robot action series that had great art. I did enjoy it, but I guess it didn't connect with the Japanese audience. Um, another one I didn't connect, unfortunately, is Time Paradox Ghost Rider. Um, Uh, Basically, it's a mix of Bakuman and Steins Gate, if you know about that time travel series. It follows the story of a wannabe manga artist who, while he's really passionate about being a mangaka for Jump, he doesn't have any real talent um, at all uh, in coming up with stories. So just as he's about to throw in the towel and quit, uh, lightning strikes strikes his fridge, and a copy of Sonnen Jump from 10 Years in the Future, 2030, uh, appears in his hands. Um, he he finds a series that's so good and you know transcendental that you know he thinks he can't find a magazine either. He thinks it's a vision. He writes down what he can remember and submits it, and it becomes serialized. Uh, plot twist: the author of that is actually in the present um, and was just about to submit a first draft of her jump of that magazine to Jump for review, and she eventually becomes his assistant working on the series that was originally hers. So is it plagiarism if he copied something that, was, that hadn't yet come to pass? I like those philosophical questions of what it, mean, of what that all is. Um, however, it seems that the Japanese audience who's really big on honor didn't really take kindly to this plagiarism, so-called plagiarism of his, um, and it was pummeled in the ratings and eventually canceled. Um, definitely the same, and I hope you know, that that writing team, uh, writing and art team, you know, ends up finding future success in So and Jump. Uh, some others now. Those are you know series that came and went within this year. Uh, what about series that have been running before and and only just recently ended? Um, now, if you don't count it as long running, I don't know if you count it as long running series, um, but. Masashi Kishimoto, who's the author behind Naruto, had a series called Samurai 8, The Tales of Hachimaru, which is a space-faring sci-fi samurai story. Pretty cool mass of of genres. It ran for 43 chapters between 2019 and 2020, and I did enjoy some of the world building. Uh, However, the pacing of the introduction felt a little bit off, and there was some confusing art in early chapters where um, the assistant uh, illustrator, uh, who's helping uh, Kishimoto out, you know, wasn't able to separate the background for the foreground, and it kind of fell sort of expectations. Um, I guess, you know, he was able to get 43 tattoos instead of, you know, the 12 to 15. Maybe it was doing okay, but not the best. Um, and, you know, also, Kisimoto obviously has a long release and a little bit more freedom to do stuff uh, due to the success of Naruto and how big it was for the magazine. Um, the most other the most recent series aside from that, though, was Act Aids, um, which was a much-beloved series that, unfor- that started in January 2018 about an actress trying to make it big in, in the entertainment industry and her producer. Unfortunately, it was cancelled uh, when the writer was arrested of charges of sexual assault against minors, uh, and Jump rightfully pulled it from all the services and ended the series prematurely without even giving them time to kind of wrap up the story. So, you know, kind of sucks and i think what's most tragic is that the rookie artist siro usuzaki um obviously didn't do any of the crimes but she's being affected by having the magazine essentially be nuked uh from existing in jump's archives um you know hopefully she finds success uh with another author within the jump family i've heard that you know the the editors are definitely looking for a place to put her and someone to partner her with um, another series that ended was The Promised Neverland by writer Kai Surai and illustrator Posika Demizu. Uh, and it premiered in August 2016, obviously ended in this past year. Um, and it's one of the amazing series I was able to end on its own terms. Um, The less you know about it, the better, but basically, orphans Emma, Ray, and Norman in the first chapter discover a secret about the adoptions happening from their orphanage, which leads them to wanting to escape with the rest of their orphan siblings while trying out with their caretaker Isabella, called Mama. This had a 12-episode anime in 2019 that was honestly one of the best that season, and a great adaptation that really adds a lot to what the series had to offer, so check it out. Again, it's Pretty much a mystery, so I really don't want to spoil the twists, uh, even the first episode. Um, but yeah, definitely one of the best Willow starts to any series I can think of. Um, by the end of its 181, no. Now, while it is very engaging and had an amazing start, by the end of the 181 chapters, it kind of lost the, some of the initial appeal. Some of the characters got warped, I think. Um, and, you know, that said, I think the, the series is definitely worth reading, at least for the first 95, if not 112 is chapters alone. Um definitely looking working looking forward to what the next work from this studio from this duo is going to end up being. I saw they recently had a one shot in the series, so maybe that gets converted into a full series. Uh 2016 had two series that debuted uh, that ended in 2020. Uh Yuna and the Hunt. Ted Hot Springs was a Comedy Harem Supernatural series by Tadahiro Miyura that had a 12-episode anime series in t- summer 2018 as well as some OVAs. And then there was also Kimetsu no Yaiba, or Demon Slayer, uh, by Kyoharu Gotoge. Now, Demon Slayer, as you may have seen, kind of blew up uh in a good way after the anime adaptation of UF by to Ufotab- Ufotable uh, ran during the spring and summer twenty nineteen anime seasons. In particular, the fight in episode tw- in episode nineteen blew up on social media and really the show was okay in popularity, not forerunner of popularity but after that episode uh it shot up to its tops and in fact it became so popular this led to a run on back volumes of the manga demon slayer to the point where it actually outsold one piece in 2019 which has not happened for like ever um this is due to everyone ordering all the back copies so even if new chapter um sales you know haven't really risen as much they've risen but not as much Um, all the uh, old back catalog ended up selling selling a ton. Um, now in addition, you know there is the anime of course that you know there was going there was actually going to be a direct sequel um, which is going to be an anime film uh, covering chapters 53 through 69 of the manga. Um, the anime series covered one through 50, chapters one through 53. Um, presumably, since this is so popular, they could adapt the rest of the 187 chapters of the manga since the entire series is complete now in Sonen jump. Um, I'll admit I've never actually read or read Yuna or Demon Slayer um, before they ended, so I can't really give more guidance beyond that, um, but I'll likely get around to them, especially in Demon Slayer's case. Finally, 2020 also saw the end of another long-running mainstay of Jump, the volleyball manga Haikyuu. Written by Haruichi Fudate and premiering in February 2012 with 402 total chapters to date. Uh, It's a pretty standard sports coming-of-age story that's really well done by all accounts. Again, not something I've seen personally. Um, There have been four seasons of the anime with a total of 85 episodes uh, to be aired on top of OVA's anime film. The second core or second half of the fourth season is due to air this coming fall season in October. Again, haven't read it myself nor have I watched the anime. But everyone I've talked to who has says it's definitely at the very least worth checking out. And why not? Go ahead and give it a shot. <laughs> now, to wrap up this episode, I want to talk about some series that are not in print publication um, for Shonen Jump proper, but they are part of the Jump digital family and are hugely popular and stuff that I'm following. Um, as I mentioned before, Suesa has a digital magazine called Jump Plus, where they publish series that don't show up in the paper magazine and are digital only. Uh, first, we have Kaiju Number Eight, a series by Matsumoto Naoya, who has, you know, done other serializations in Jump. Uh, it is set in a world where monsters, aka Kaiju, appear, and they're taken out by specialized human military forces. In the aftermath, though, you know, obviously the body remains there. There are workers who come in to clean up the carcasses and the mess. One of those workers uh, has the dream of becoming one of the military you know, soldiers, uh, even if he's failed the admittance exam many, many times. However, one day on the job, he manifests the power to turn into a human-sized kaiju himself. And the story kind of goes from there as he has to hide his powers. Obviously, he would get eliminated or at least experimented on if someone were to find out. Um, between the great designs of the monsters and intense accent and sequences and pretty likable characters, um, I have a really good feeling about this one. It just started this past July, so we'll see if there's a longer serialization, fingers crossed. And then the other star of Jump Plus is the impossibly cute Spy X family, or Spy Family. Uh, set in the fictional European country in the Cold War period, Spy Family. Uh, the spy Twilight is to investigate the politi- uh, politician of the other country by infiltrating his son's school. Uh, the cover story he will need to have is a fake family uh, and to end up for his daughter or son to get close to the child, which brings them closer to the uh, politician in question. Uh, things get complicated when he convinces office worker Yor to be his to be his wife, though neither know about the other's secret identity. And then they adopt a dorky yet very cute Anna from an orphanage who has psychic powers, um, which clue her in on her parents' secret identities. Um, Those she doesn't spoil any of the fun by blabbing to them. Um, Overall, you know, cute family scenarios mixed with intense spy action, uh, very appealing. Uh, It does really good tone shifts between chapters and even within chapters. Um, Some of the comedy here is top-notch. You know, the juxtaposition of comedy with action, fluffiness with seriousness, is really what makes the series work and is definitely going to be an all-time great. Um, in any case, I think that's enough and Jump for now um, But there's definitely so many more topics I could cover with manga alone uh, Going back to Dragon Ball, which we were in 1984 A cursory scan of a series that I've read in *Jump* that I've read personally and really enjoy um, But haven't talked about, you know, are you know, there are at least 20 of those So, you know, this could be a whole other episode just with those series um, So yeah, there'll definitely be more and Jump episodes later in the future Anyway, let me know about your favorite and Jump series, either past or present. Uh, What anime adaptations of Jump Jump manga are your favorites? And what series that don't have an anime adaptation yet that you hope gets one in the coming years? Uh, You can let me know on Twitter at yetanoanipod or email at yetanotheranimepodcast at zemo.com. Follow my Mal on uh, my anime list on NinjaBoy333. Boy with an I. Um, and link to that. It will be in the show notes as well as iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play links. Um, you know, Uh, If you could please leave a review on those on Podchaser or on Podchaser.com, it really helps. Um, The intro and outro music is provided by Suichi Sakagami at Tandest.com. Editing productions provided by Ninsboy Media. That's it for this week. Uh, We air on the first and third Fridays of next month. Like I said at the top of the episode, next week is the retrospective of the summer 2020 anime season, where we go over all completed series, so you have that to look forward to. But until then, see you, Space Cowboy. Bang. (laughs)